today is called Dirty Little Secrets. Now, I know what you're thinking, and this is not some betrayal series full of lies. This book is about the story of a girl named Lucy and what she has to deal with when having a mother as a hoarder. This book goes over the problems as realistic of how much hoarding can affect people's lives. Not only the lives of the people who hoard, but those around them. This book was written by CJ Alalolu. She has written many other books, such as The Third Twin, Intuition, and Transcendence. CJ is a writer living in California with her husband and two sons. She grew up with the last name James, but then married a Nigerian man, which is why her other last name has so many vowels. She was born in New Jersey, but grew up in San Diego. Being almost six feet tall by the time she was 12 made it painfully easy to remember her teen years. Even though she was really tall, she didn't like sports, but she did read a lot of books. Still, she herself never thought that she would grow to be a writer. In the third grade, she wrote a book called How the Rabbit Got a Top. But other than that, she hadn't ever written anything unless it was necessary. According to CJ, every diary she's ever had stops on or about January 21st because she'd get bored writing about her own life. She's found that she does, however, enjoy writing about the lives of pretend people. And I thank you, Fresh Fiction, for this information about CJ Alalolu. On Goodreads, there is a star rating of 3.75. There are a few comments that I put that I think you would like, and they give few points and opinions of people around the world about this matter. Miss Shaw's underscore says, Lucy lives in a house full of garbage, which her mother calls treasure. I was so sorry for poor Lucy. This instead of normal life, it is terrifying to imagine that so many people live in these conditions. Those suffering from hoarding as well as their family members, I cannot imagine being a teen and this being my home. I did not expect much from this book and I could not put this down. It may not be perfect, but it delivered where it mattered. I never knew I wanted to read a book about hoarding or about a teen who lives with a hoarder parent, but I certainly am happy that I did, even if it's terrifying to think about and I have a sudden urge to go through all my drawers to clean up the unnecessary clutter. Anyway, I would appreciate it if there would be one or two more chapters because the ending was sort of very quick and it remained open. I have so many questions. What's going to happen? What about Josh, Kaylee, Phil, Sarah? Never ending questions. And I agree. What exactly happens to her after the fire? And why would it end there? Well, I think that it ended there because this book was about her hiding the truth. Her finally being able to be free of the burden and start her own life, I think is the perfect way to end it. To show that there's more to it while giving a great ending. A lot of books give a happy ending and make it seem like it will stay that way. While in reality, it doesn't work that way. While it does let us know that she won't have the burdens anymore, it doesn't say that this was a happily ever after kind of ending. Another commenter, J.C. Phillips, commented, I loved this book. Dirty Little Secrets tells the story of how Lucy, a high school junior, hides the family's hoarding secret from her friends, neighbors, and the normal world. It was a great book, and it had a great hook. We know in the first line that Lucy has a secret. Miss Amalolu doesn't lead the raider on for too long, and we find out the secret quickly. Then it's all about what Lucy has to go through to keep the secret hidden. I was impressed by the control of the pace, and I like a good pace. I can't stand books that spend two pages describing a room. Things move along quickly, and just as Lucy starts to get a handle on one issue, another one pops up demanding her attention. But the story had its quiet moments, too. Moments when we'd see another side of Lucy's life, good and bad. There is a nice little romance cooking. I like a good romance, but it wasn't the main focus of the plot. I liked Lucy from page one. She was smart and kind, but flawed, and she went through a gamut of motions as she lied and schemed to keep her secret hidden. For me, it was a fun read, an emotional read, and a very satisfying story well told.
It was an emotional read for me, especially when Lucy felt so emotional and overwhelmed. Did anyone else cry? Jennifer Wardrip comments, Dirty Little Secrets by CJ Amalolu tells the story of a 16-year-old girl named Lucy's dirty secret. Literally. Lucy grew up in a house with a mother who was a hoarder, and she's had to keep it a secret because no one would understand the piles of trash in her house. She finally feels that she might have a chance at a normal life and even has a best friend and a boyfriend. But when something happens to threaten that, Lucy must make a decision that will change her life forever. Wow. This story broke my heart. I had never heard of hoarders before. I can't imagine growing up in that environment. It made me wonder if any of my students live like that. I'm not sure there is a way to know unless the child tells you. I felt so bad for Lucy. All she wants is a normal teenage life. I could feel the stress and panic she was in while she was trying to clean up the house so that she could call an ambulance to come get her mom. A child slash teenager should never have to go through that. And the ending shocked me. I definitely didn't see it coming. And it makes me wonder what happened to Lucy after the end of the story. This was definitely a sad but thought-provoking read and one I highly recommend. All of these comments express how much they feel for Lucy's situation, and I couldn't agree more. Lucy deserved better. This book goes over many hard topics, but that is what I like about it. I feel that we don't talk about these kind of topics enough. All of these problems that are going on, and some don't even know what they are. This world can be a cruel and bitter place. But if we bring the spotlight to them, then it could raise awareness, and they'll have more than God helping them. Don't you think? Thank you, CJ, for giving us a view of what it would be like to experience this topic. Now, let's read a bit into chapter one, shall we? I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I figured that I could read page one or two just to give you an idea of what it's like. Everyone has secrets. Some are just bigger and dirtier than others. At least that's what I told myself whenever I stood in a crowd of normal looking people and felt like I was the only one. The only person on the planet who had to hide practically everything that was real. It was soothing to look at all the unfamiliar faces and try to figure out the thing each person hid inside. True or not, it made me feel like less of a freak. I bet that guy in the red hoodie picks his nose when he thinks nobody's looking. And the kid with the baseball cap pulled too low over his eyes? Totally stoned on the pain pills he steals from his mother. See how that girl in the corner stands just a little apart from everyone else? Her dad probably smacks her around when he's had too much to drink. Mom never laid a hand on me. There was that, anyway. Despite the press of bodies, it was nice to know I could stand in the middle of a swirling mass of people and nobody would really see me. Nobody would know what my life was like. Nobody would ask me questions that were impossible to answer. I loved the glazed, faraway look people got as they glanced at you with a smile that faded as they quickly realized they didn't know you. Their eyes scanned your face and without a flicker of recognition, moved on to the next person. You were a factor in their life for a nanosecond, and then you were gone. Which is why being friends with Kaylee this year had been so stressful. With her, the nanosecond in art class had extended into months of hanging out. There was always that nagging worry in the back of my head that it would turn out just like it had before. I always tried to be careful, watching what I said and what she knew, but sometimes it got exhausting. It was nice having a friend, though, nicer than I'd ever imagined, and that made it worth the effort. As my eyes traveled over the people in the lobby, I couldn't help glancing in Josh's direction. Whether we were in the school, hallway, teeming with bodies, or in a crowded movie theater lobby, my eyes went straight to him. Not that he had a clue or probably even remembered my name, but the last thing I wanted was for him to catch me staring, which I wasn't. Much. Lucy, what do you want to see? Kaylee was standing beside me, squinting up at the movie listings. She said that sticking her finger in her eye to put in contacts was gross and glasses made her look like a mathlete. So for now, she just wandered through life squinting at things. 
The new one with Johnny Depp isn't out until next week, so it's either a chick flick with an unrealistically happy ending or an action slash adventure with cute guys constantly in danger. You choose, I said, not wanting to make the wrong decision and pick a movie she really wouldn't like. It was great that I'd finally found someone who shared my deep Johnny Depp love. Haley even had the complete set of 21 Jump Street DVDs, and we'd spent hours at her house devouring each episode. Well, at least through season four, when he left the show, Jump Street without Johnny was pointless. I fished around in my bag for my wallet. I've got this one. Are you sure? I have money. I'm sure, I said. Dad sent me a fat check for Christmas. Technically, he's taking us to the movies. It wasn't like I was trying to buy Haley's friendship. At least I didn't mean it that way. It was just that sometimes I felt a little guilty. With everything I had to hide, the least I could do was pay for a movie now and then. Thanks, she said, putting her money back in her purse. It's so cool he sends you cash. It would almost be worth having divorced parents if I could get paid regularly. I grinned. Not regularly, just sometimes when he's feeling particularly guilty. Like Christmas. Sort of his way of saying thanks for not coming. What do you mean not coming? Don't you ever visit him? I made a sound that might qualify as a snort if it was any louder. Not if I can help it. His new wife, Tiffany, likes to think dad never even dated before she came along. Forget about the whole married with kids thing. She's only 29 or something, and now that they have the baby, it's better that I don't exist in their reality. Ugh, Kaylee said. She's 29? Isn't your sister that old? Almost, I said. Sarah's going to be 26 in a couple of months. That, Kaylee said making a face, is gross. It's like he's doing his own daughter. Yeah, I agreed, smiling a little. It was nice to hear this stuff out loud, and no, it wasn't just me. These days, he's nothing more than a sperm donor as far as I'm concerned. So that's why you hardly mentioned him? She looked at me like she was waiting for more. I scrambled for a good answer. It was stupid to have brought up any of this. Dad left when I was five, and he rarely looked back, so I try not to care. Lately, all I saw of him was his pointy signature at the bottom of the checks I got every now and then. But talking about it always led to more questions, and you could never be too careful what the truth was involved. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed our talk on these amazing books. See you next time, have a great day, and be you. Tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. 
For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Algebra Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.